All right, come on, come on, come on. Let's fucking do it. Let's do the podcast. Let's sit down, get your set where... I don't know where you're probably not sitting down, but I'm sitting down, all right? I'm in my chair. I've got my nice blankie. I've got my tea. I'm in... Oh, by the way, it's Aiden Jones. And you're listening to Sitting Under a Tree. <laughs> I'm really in a kind of immediate danger of pissing my tiny little pants here, I reckon. This is my third cup of tea. I've just recorded the uh, intro to this week's Still Not Drunk, which is coming out on Thursday. Ah, mate, I'm feeling good. I'm kind of getting ready to be gone. Getting ready to be gone. You know what? That might be... That might be the fucking name of the podcast this week, huh? You thought it was going to take a while getting ready to be gone that's fucking sick isn't it straight away i like that i like it i like it i believe in it it gives me energy (laughs) i am dude this week this next week is uh i'm a bit all over the place so this is monday night and um you know what i'm gonna fucking do man do you know what i'm gonna do I got big, I got big plans, baby. July, I'm gonna release two still not drunks every week to try and get rid of my backlog, and then I'm gonna start releasing still not drunk on like a Monday, and I might release sitting under a tree when I put it behind the Patreon on either a Tuesday or a Thursday. If anyone's got any strong opinions. Let me know. Like maybe I could, maybe I could just dedicate Monday and Tuesday every week to just be like podcast release day. But I don't know, man, that's a lot of editing to do the one and then the other. So like it might be Monday and then Thursday. I don't know. If anyone's got any strong opinions on that, this is, you know, this is kind of where the plan's at in my head now. I'm starting to think about it and... um Oh, I got a few things, man. You know what I just fucking did? Do you know what I just did? I just cancelled my gig in Dublin that was going to be on the 25th of July. I'm so psyched. I got some stuff. Oh, mate, I got some stuff that I'm talking about. Um, Once again, like I say, I always say I'm trying not to reveal other people's lives too much, but... uh, yeah, look, this breakup, you know, and I was going to Dublin before, like I organized going to Dublin before the breakup because that's where she's from and her family and we were going to go there and do that. And so I organized this show. And then when we broke up, I was like, you know what? I'm going to keep that show in the calendar and honor the booking. And then I was just, I was talking to a friend last night and we were talking about a situation that she's having and um, we were just giving each other advice and like after talking to her, she was just like, dude, you don't want to do that. I was like, yeah, I don't want to do it. I don't want to go to Dublin. One, I don't want to promote a gig because it's hard and it's stressful 
it's like even in the best situation, it's kind of stressful to promote a gig. But then two, to promote a gig in a place that's I'm just going to be walking around being reminded of like missing someone. You know, I just don't want to do it. So I fucking, I messaged the guy and I was just like, look, man, this is the situation. If you really want me to do it, I'll fully do it because I don't want to welch on the commitment that I made and I take that seriously. But if there's any way that I could not do it, Oh, baby. <laughs> oh, sign me up to that. And he messaged back and he was just like, dude, fucking who cares? <laughs> <coughs> who gives a fuck about doing a fucking gig, you know? So, um, he was just, he was so chill about it. And, uh, yeah, I guess where I'm at at the moment is like, I want to be promoting fewer shows and I want to be trying to grow the podcast and uh, work on my business, trying to make some money, doing speaking work, doing coaching speakers, doing all this stuff and just less putting money and effort down the fucking black hole that is promoting a solo show when you don't have an online following and there's no one asking you to go to a place like why would i keep doing that so yeah oh man it feels good feels really good i feel like i'm in uh you know what the last week has been tough i was just looking through my photos now which is kind of what i do before i do the podcast and uh just remind myself of everything that's happened in the last week and it's like i've been feeling pretty shit to be honest, like it's cold in Melbourne. I mean, I love the cold, but I just, yeah, I've just been, yeah, I've been kind of going through it with the breakup. I've been waking up like pretty sad on a few days. I've stopped setting my alarms because I'm just like, man, I just want to fucking stay in bed for a bit, you know, and, um, and it sucks. I really appreciate a lot of you guys, you know, over the last month or so, uh, have messaged me about the breakup and just like wishing me well and you know, kind words and all this stuff. It's been fucking really cool, man. But um, yeah, this week has been. I think it's something that you got to go through, right? Like I've been trying to feel the feeling. I've been trying to just go. Like I had a moment on. It might have been Wednesday, maybe, where I was. Um, by the way, today last day of work. Bus. I'm all over the place with what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm all over the place. <laughs> Today's my last day of work. I just remembered that I was going to tell you what's going on with me for the next week. And I will. But I want to go back to what I was saying. I had a moment in the week on Wednesday where um, I was, I, I think it was Wednesday or it might have been Tuesday or I don't know, sometime in the last week or so where I just felt really sad at work and I just I was like about to turn around and just go you know what fuck this I'm just going home I can't do it today and uh, I remembered therapy and I remembered talking to my therapist about the panic attack that I had on the train and when we spoke about that and he gave me some tools for like hey if that happens again you know maybe this could be helpful and um, one of them was to just be aware of how you feel and uh, and just be kind of curious about it. And so when I was in the shopping center, you know, in the middle of putting stickers on the front of shops, which has just become 
just that phrase, putting stickers on the front of shops, has become such a such a hammer that I use to beat myself with, I think. Like, it's just... The conversation that I had with my friend last night was a kind of like a part of the tone of it was like, you know what, man, maybe stop beating yourself up so much because you're not a loser. You're not homeless, you know? Yeah, you got a job that's not fulfilling, but like you make money. You're not a fucking loser. But um, this job, the putting stickers on the front of shops has just become, I guess, so emblematic of everything that's wrong with my life for me, you know? It's just something that feels pointless that I don't want to be doing. And I was at the shop and I was feeling that and, and then I was, you know, just like missing missing my ex and feeling sad about that and I started to just go I don't want to feel like this anymore and I just want to get away from this feeling and I fucking you know I'm just gonna fuck this I'm just gonna pack my stuff up and and walk towards the train and go home but like what does that look like you know if I give if I walk towards the train if I just if I spit the dummy and give up on the day what does that look like then I just go home I'll probably come home and just jerk off, you know, maybe sit in my chair, maybe crack my notebook open, pretend like I want to write something, go on fucking social media, send a few messages, share something, be like, ooh, I'm promoting myself. It's bullshit. It's nothing. <laughs> Listen to how tough I'm being on myself again. It's fucking bullshit. It's nothing. You're a loser. Perfect tea temperature. Get fucked. <laughs> so i had that moment i was in the shopping center and i was like "Ugh, this sucks and then i thought man what does it look like to just bail right now is it going to make me feel better no it's just going to make me not have to do this thing that i don't want to do right now but how about if instead of turning away i just turn and meet the feeling and just go i'm just going to feel this feeling and i'm just going to I'm going to keep working. I'm going to keep doing the thing that I don't want to do and just feel this feeling and just see what that feels like. Just like give myself over to the experience of being a sad man. (laughs) Someone's going to do it. Like, do you ever see a guy, like an old guy walking around and he still has to work and you just look at him and you're like, what's it like to be that guy? What does it feel like <laughs> to just be all fucked up? <laughs> and it's like, that person is all fucked up and they're still doing it. So surely I can have the courage to be like, you know, young and healthy and um, and have a pretty good life and just like have to do one thing that I don't want to do. Oh my God, shudder at the thought so yeah i put a bunch of stickers up on the windows of these shops and it was fine (laughs) like nothing happened i my fucking heart didn't fall out of my asshole it was just that i just did it god i'm such a fucking baby (laughs) i was last week man i really feel like this period in my life right now you know, the catalyzed by the breakup. Um, but like a bunch of other things all kind of converging, like this idea that maybe I'm not going to make all my money from comedy and that I need to use my skills to try and find like other sources of income and all of this stuff. Um, 
I really feel like this is just such a huge period of change for me. And and another thing that I'm feeling really good about is um, like actually watching stand up with a bit of a new eye. Cause I think as, as I've been doing stand up for so long, it, it's easy to just get jaded and think that they, like, ah, I've got nothing to learn, you know, from any of these shows, these open mics, these people doing it that, you know, they haven't been doing it as long as me, blah, 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 blah. blah. And like how conceited, how, how arrogant. I mean, first of all, on Tuesday night, I went down to the comics lounge and, um, love seeing those guys, love having a chat. And then on the show was Jim Owen, who is one of the most famous and beloved comics in this country, has been for since I was a kid. And I've seen him live once, I reckon, but I didn't prop- probably watch him. I just kind of sat at the back of the room and went on my phone. And I was talking to the guys and I was like, you know, I've never really properly watched Jim Owen. And they were just like, dude, what, you fucking, you gotta. He's, he's a master. You gotta watch him. And I went, you know, what the fuck am I doing, man? I can come to this club anytime I want for free and watch, you know, so let me just go watch him. So I sat down at the back of the room and I just, I think for the first time, which is crazy that I'm saying this, it really speaks to how conceited and arrogant I am sometimes that I've, this is the first time that I sat down and just went, I want to try and watch this guy and figure out what he's doing. And watch, just see what. why do they love him so much? What is it about the way that he performs or his jokes or the stories or his persona or his, his, his perspective on life? What is it that is so great? And I noticed a few things. I noticed that he's very jovial. He's light. He doesn't dwell on stuff. I noticed the writing. It's very fun. It's kind of silly wordplay a lot of the time. I really like the bit that he had about knives. Uh, he had a bit about knives where it's like, you've always got the one knife. That's like the big knife that you could kill someone with. Uh, and then you've got the, oh, it's a killing knife. And then the little knife for killing little people. I can't remember. And then you've got this knife and that knife. And then the last spot in the knife thing is you've got no knife. Cause there's one that's always missing. And from that, I kind of took like, oh, he's just, he's, he's found his, you know, I'm writing jokes about knives and he's just going through every kind of knife and listing and finding something funny and expanding on the premise. He really, he did that so well. He took a premise that was so banal, just knives, and he just expanded on it. And I just, I found it very instructive. Um, what was another one? A joke that his dad said when he was born and uh, the mum, oh, you know what? I'm not going to do someone else's joke on here. Fuck that. Go watch him. There was a great joke about his dad saying something when he was born that the doctor said something about his mom and whatever you can, you know, it was a great joke. It's a really good joke. Um, <laughs> it was just really cool. Like it was cool to watch Jim Owen do his thing. And I felt like I learned something and it made me excited to watch more great comics. And then, um, I mean, even that, how crazy it made me excited to watch more great comics. What a beautiful thing. And then on Wednesday night, I went to the classic cinema and the two guys who run that, Sal and Oscar, um, both, uh, <laughs> they're both short. <laughs> they're both just little dudes. 
<laughs> and uh, they're both just kind of goobery, you know, fucking nerdy little guys or whatever. Well, I mean, little, little Sal's fucking like 30 or something like that. He's not a kid. I think Oscar's quite young. But, um, you know, they're funny in their own way and they and Oscar plays piano and Sal just does the MC thing. But for the first time I saw them this week MCing together, they dressed up in fucking dinner jackets, like suit, you know, like... They had a whole thing and then Oscar was playing piano and Sal was like riffing with him while Homeboy played piano. He was talking to the crowd. It worked so well. That was so funny. It was such a joy to watch. They were really great. And, you know, I feel like in the past, maybe I would have just sat at the back there and been jaded and been on my phone as well. It was wonderful to watch them do their thing there. So, uh, yeah, I really love that this week. Man, I mean, more stuff in comedy. On, uh, what can I do? On Thursday night, I had, oh, mate, did I bomb on Thursday. <laughs> I had a big fat bomb at the um, at the Rochester Hotel. I mean, everyone did, and I was first, so I didn't really take it, take it that hard. Oh, oh my days. But, um yeah, like there was no one there 15 minutes before showtime and then people showed up and uh, the MC just did a few minutes and then brought me on and uh, there were two groups towards the front of three in each group and they were a high table and then behind them at a low table so they couldn't see to the stage was another group of like five. That was the right-hand side of the room and then on the left... How funny, you can tell how traumatized I am because I'm like recounting exactly the people that were in the room. The comics were all in the middle and then on the left there was I think a friend of the owner of the pub with two of his friends and then like maybe one other person and I was mostly directing to the two groups of three on the right and uh, I just kept looking them in the eyes as I did my new shit and they just not only would stare right back at me and they would just would not laugh and I was trying new bits and every time I tried a new bit it bombed and then I <laughs> <laughs> I just had to address it. I was just like, but I wasn't willing to be like, well, that bombed because that's not, I don't know, that's not how I do it. So I was just like, well, I'm still killing. <laughs> I started going like, you guys are fucking stupid because that was funny. <laughs> oh, mate. Maybe I'll put it at the end of the of the, of the podcast this week. Maybe that's the kind of mood I'm in, hey? Put a little bomb on the end of the pod. I, I don't know if you guys really want to listen to that. Um, nah, I probably won't do it. Fucking who cares? But um, yeah, that was Thursday night. So that was Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday night. Uh, Friday night, I had two gigs. I was at the Rubber Chicken, which was lovely. Shout outs to those guys building a comedy club in South Melbourne. Feels like they're doing some good stuff out there. The, the, the numbers aren't huge, but they're building. I've done it three times this month. It's been great fun every time. Very useful and, uh, you know, lovely people. So that's cool. Then uh, after that, I went to the Coopers and had a great set at the Coopers. And I fucking was riffing, fucking around with new stuff. I feel like I've got maybe like three or four new bits. I could probably do 10 minutes of new that I've written in the last month or so, you know? So that feels kind of cool. Um, and that was the set that I did at the Coopers. And, uh, and then after that, stayed around with some friends and watched the Ashes. I don't really give a fuck about cricket, like not even at all. 
but there's something about it that I can't let go of. Like I just, I never watch the cricket. I never watch it. I barely know any of the players' names. But every time the Ashes is on, there's something about like I love. Uh, in theory, I love cricket. I love the slowness of it. I love how old it is. I was talking to my friend yesterday, who's from Colombia. No, it wasn't her. It was uh, her friend who's from Canada. And I was telling her about the cricket. I was like, "Do you know about the Ashes?" She was like, "Is it like a big prize?" I was like, "Man, the Ashes was a hundred and forty. When when did the Ashes happen? Let's look that up." Okay, Google. When was the original Ashes? Here's what I found. Oh, I like when she reads it out because it's kind of silly. She didn't read it out. The Ashes is a cricket series. Blah, 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 blah. Okay, the term originated in a satirical obituary published in a British newspaper, The Sporting Times, immediately after Australia's 1882 victory at the Oval, its first test win on English soil. The obituary started stated that English cricket had died down and, quote, the body will be cremated and the ashes taken to Australia, end quote. The mythical ashes immediately became associated with the 1882-83 series played in Australia, before which the English captain Ivo Bly had vowed to, quote, regain those ashes, end quote. The English media therefore dubbed the tour the quest to regain the ashes. And the urn, let's find out about the urn, hey? Because this is all beautiful history and I'll get back to why it's so fucking cool. Small urn made of terracotta and standing 10.5 centimetres, so four inches. So nothing, barely as big as my dick. <laughs> Wouldn't that be funny to get a photo <laughs> of this this fucking urn and just put your dick next to it and be like, this shit is tiny. <laughs> oh, mate. Um, long believed to contain the ashes of a cricket ball or the burnt remains of a lady's veil. It was presented to Ivo Bly, the captain of the English cricket team, as a personal gift after a friendly match hosted at Rupert's Wooden Mansion in Salisbury during the 1882-83 tour of Australia. After his death, the urn was presented to Marlborough Cricket Club, which has, which has it on display at Lord's Cricket Ground in London. The urn has come to be strongly associated with the ashes, the prize for the blah, 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 right, whatever. Oh, I thought it was... a. Uh, a set of cricket stumps. Yeah, okay. Well, the point is, the history of the Ashes from 1882, so 141 years this year, it's so old and it's been going on that whole time. Australia and England play each other to regain the Ashes. And... Um, just the game of test cricket, which apparently is dying because it's so slow. It's a five-day game. It's just it's incredible, you know, that they play this game for five days. It's so slow and grinding and just like the... I was uh, reading something. What was it? They were, that's right. Ricky Ponting was talking on the commentary yesterday when I was watching it about how like when you're out there for like six hours at a time, you can't be concentrating the whole time because if you're concentrating for six hours, you're going to burn yourself out. So the way you do it 
is you concentrate for for like the two or three seconds from when the bowler is like when they just get to just before the crease, you see the ball in their hand and then the ball comes towards you and then you hit it. And then, or you don't hit it or whatever, but once that action's done, then you stop concentrating and you just like, he was saying he would like hum a song in his head like whatever song that he liked when he was younger, like it was Guns N' Roses. And then when he was a bit older and he had kids, it was whatever the kids were listening to. But the point is, or you'd like look at a person in the crowd or just look around or whatever. Just like that kind of shit, you know, the fact that the game is so long that you have to have methods to make sure that you can mentally last the whole time and stay concentrating because there's this guy at the other end who's trying to fucking throw a ball at your head. And um, I don't know, there's no other game like it. And I'm acutely aware of that. And yet, I just can't be fucked, you know? I really can't be fucked (laughs) ever following or watching it. But when the Ashes is on, and um, apparently this year I was at Cooper's on Friday, one of the guys explained to me that England have kind of changed the way that they play test cricket because rather than playing it in the slow defensive way that's traditional, they're just like, we're going to go out there and just hit it everywhere and um, be more entertaining and not even worry about if we lose as long as it's entertaining because that way people are going to watch test cricket. And that's great. Um, and, Austra- and apparently they've been playing really well. It's Bazball, that's what they're calling it after the name of the coach. They've won 10 out of the last 12. And then Australia just became champions of the world in test cricket. They're the best test cricket. Test team in the world, England have beaten all these other teams, but they haven't beaten Australia yet. So it's like the, it's like the old versus the new. Which weirdly, England are the new in this sense, and Australia are the old traditionalists. Um, but it's this butting of heads, and it's just, it's just wonderful. I've been following that man. Um, what am I doing? I'm not reading this. Don't read your fucking messages, Aiden. Don't read your messages. I closed my book. That's what I did. That's why I fucking... I lost where I was. Oh, mate. So that was Friday night. Stayed out pretty late. Oh, this... (laughs) I got a couple more things. So, uh... I wonder what I want to talk about. I mean, I don't really know what there is to say about last night. Last night, I, uh... I did a gig, I did the gong show, man, I got another lesson, I got a fucking, this gong show is run by new comics, and I guess my ego just can't take being criticised by new comics, because I go up, I do my bit, I don't get gonged, and then it's the end of the thing, and, um, and then, you know, they're making fun of me, and I just like, I got really snarky about it. I didn't say anything or whatever, but I just felt myself get snarky. And I walked off while they were criticizing me. (laughs) I got to the back of the room and someone was like, did you just walk off while they were crying? I was like, fuck, I think I did. (laughs) It's like, (coughs) I really got to check myself, man, if my ego can't take a bit of friendly patter (laughs) from, yeah, someone who's not been doing comedy very long. Who cares, Aiden, you fucking loser. So that was another cool little lesson. Anyway, I did that in the afternoon yesterday and 
then I called a friend of mine because I because I'm leaving right because the next week I'll get here we are here we are we're back we're in the groove. In the next week, so tonight's Monday night. Tomorrow, I've got a very busy day. I got a bunch of stuff. I'm seeing a friend at lunch. I've got a couple meetings on Zoom, whatever, whatever, and then um, might try to do a gig. Um, and then Wednesday, I'm going to Canberra to do uh, Gang Gang comedy there on Wednesday night, which I'm really excited about. Looks like it's going to be a great show. Headlining that. Thursday, I'm doing my solo show in Wollongong, the Side Door Theatre, which, full disclosure, has not sold any tickets, I don't think. I think I've given away three comps, and other than that, I'm pretty sure it's on zero. (laughs) So, thank God I was able to cancel that fucking Dublin gig, hey, because I don't need another one of these fucking hanging over my head, man. I need a break from trying to promote shows. Ugh. Um, but anyway, you know, I'll do that. <laughs> I'll go to Wollongong and do that. And then, uh, Friday, I'm hanging out with some friends in Sydney, Saturday, back to Melbourne, Sunday, pick up a car, drive to Warrnambool, about three and a half hours, do a show there, drive back to Melbourne. Saturday night, I'm going to pack all of my bags and stuff for the next two and a half months. And then, yeah, drive back to Melbourne from Warrnambool Sunday night. And probably just Uber straight to the airport because my flight is at 5.50 a.m. So, and that's international. So, I'll just be jumping straight on that flight, I reckon. I'll probably get back to Melbourne. I wouldn't have thought it'd be too shy of midnight. Maybe I'll cop a couple of hours sleep just for the sake of it. And then I will be jumping straight on that plane. And uh, I reckon the next time I do this podcast... Will I be in Reykjavik or will I record a podcast on Sunday maybe or like Monday at the airport or some shit? I might try and, maybe I'll try and record one on a layover on Monday. I don't know. We'll see. The podcast might come out late next week is what I'm trying to say, but no one ever says anything about it. So (laughs) no one, literally no one's ever complained. Um, So, you know, that's fine. Anyway, Saturday night. Saturday night, Saturday. <laughs> Why do I sing every week? That's another bingo, isn't it? Times when I sing. <laughs> you know, it's like it's important to sing, though. <laughs> the fuck are you talking about, cunt? Like, I was watching a video of a guy, uh, a speaker the other day, and he got a guitar out and sang, and he clearly had a good voice and likes to sing. But because of the way that he performed on stage, he didn't quite, I could tell he was kind of nervous, and he didn't fully give himself over to the singing. And all I could think was, man, if you just fucking gave it some, these people would love you. you fucking a great guitar player. Could be a great singer. I could hear it. But you just, when you sing, you got to put the fucking oomph in there, lad. So uh, that's what I try and do on this podcast. I try and put a bit of the oomph in there. All right. Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yuck. Aiden, no. <laughs> I fucking swear to you guys, I can sing. Hey, like not on this podcast or... 
<laughs> in like you know any other setting but like i swear i can fucking sing but i'm just i'm not doing it right now <laughs> anyway um so saturday saturday <laughs> fuck saturday night a friend of mine leaving town going back to her home country so i go she's got a little going away party in abbotsford go there and i just oh, where well, i we went to go out saturday was a great day i caught up with a mate caught up with the great and powerful luca muller we went and got food we hung out we looked at footy tops we did all this stuff and then after that uh went and played uh played a bit of fo- futsal with the boys down in North Melbourne, which was fucking awesome. I think I might have hurt my knee, but that's neither here nor there. Then uh, went back home, changed, and I made a decision that I was going to go out. And I was like, I'd just been thinking about the breakup and about the distance from it and everything. And, you know, I mean, I haven't been laid. I haven't been laid since breakup. I don't know if that's too personal for you guys, but you know what? That's mine. That's my truth. And I can tell it. I haven't. And, uh, I was like, you know what, man, I want to fucking, I want to (laughs) fuck. I would like to fuck. I'd just like to do that. Have a bit of casual sex, you know? So, uh, I put a, I put a nice shirt on and then I had that Louis CK bit in my head. I was like, the guys going out with the going out to get laid shirt. Like there's seven guys and they've all got the same shirt on the going out to get laid shirt. And I just was like, oh God, I'm trying. And I was like, no, 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 you're allowed to try. So I put that shirt on. I put a nice shirt on. I put some, put some nice, uh, cologne on my wrists and on my neck, you know, whatever. It's not much, but I was just like, I'm just, I'm going to look good. I'm not going to take a backpack tonight. I took some cigarettes, which is my way of saying to myself, I might stay out tonight. I'm not taking a backpack because I don't want to have to be carrying that around if I stay out and I'm taking some cigarettes because I don't drink and that's just a something to do that's just, it's it's a thing, it's just a thing to do to, you know, if I'm in a conversation, I'm starting to feel anxious or if I'm not standing next to anyone and I want to do something, I can just roll a cigarette and then go outside and smoke it. So uh, the whole plan on Saturday from the get-go was like, I'm going to stay out. So I've got this gig in Thornbury. I walked to the gig. It's like an hour walk. I'm already pretty sore from uh, playing football there. Walk about an hour to the gig because all the buses were fucked. And I was like, I'm not paying for an Uber, man. I don't need to pay for an Uber. All right. I'm trying to save money just generally in my life. I'm not a rich person and I don't need to. I can walk for now. It's a nice walk. It's a nice walk. (laughs) Who are you? Anyway, it was a nice walk. Felt a little bit sore, but whatever. I put some nice shoes on too. I put my nice Nike Air Force Ones on. Well, my Air—I think they're Air Force Ones—and I put my pants. I put a nice shirt, and I got my ciggies. And I'm walking to the gig, and I get to the gig, and there's no one there. I'm like, fuck. Why did I think there was going to be anyone at this gig? But the dude running the gig, Andy Moraldo, and I already posted about this on my personal fucking Instagram page. Andy Moraldo, new comic from Melbourne, brother of a dude I went to high school with, coincidence. He stood out front of this venue while the show was happening and just fucking chatted to people 
on their way past and convince people to go into the show. Isn't that... I mean, it's so simple and basic, but it just is incredible that he was able to do that. And he made it into a show. Not only were we in this weird bar, we were at the back of the weird bar, outside, like in the smokers area, under two tents, one tent for the audience and one tent for the comedians to stand under, while a DJ played in the main room to fucking no one with this loud-ass, annoying fucking music. And I'm sorry to those DJs, you know. I'm sure you're doing your thing or whatever, but it sucked. It was so loud. It was annoying in the pub. No one was listening to it. And the pub, the bar was small enough that it just took up the whole fucking venue. Whatever. They were hired to play. That's, you know, it's not their fault. But... And he got these people, so many people from out the front of the venue through the nightmare that was this loud-ass annoying music out the back to the show who were just walking past the venue, just random people. And the show ended up being great. There was such a great vibe. It started raining during my set. It was pissing down with rain. People were standing up because they were getting rained on on the outside of the tent and they were coming into the middle. It was just a great experience. It just is one of those things that reminds me like, you know, even though I'm not a successful comedian, even though I don't make money, I'm not famous, I don't have a following. Whatever all of this other bullshit is that I think I want, that's not what it's about, man. It's about walking an hour in a nice shirt because you're trying to have sex with a stranger. <laughs> And before going to the party where you're going to try and make that happen, you pop into a gig and some dude who you fucking have known for like six months has put you on this show and he's talking to people and getting them into this venue and then it starts raining and they stay, they're in the rain, they're there and they're just, they're staying because they want to see what happens. And all the comedians going on and everyone's trying to make the people laugh and it's beautiful. And we just did that. We made that happen through just sheer force of will. And uh, and then you do it and it feels like you've gone through something together and it's, it feels, you know, special and, and kind of sublime. That's why I do comedy, man. It was, fuck, it was so cool. It's just so cool, you know, to be around people who uh, care about something like that and want to do it and whatever. And actually one of the guys, the MC in the show messaged me later because uh you know we were all sharing stories about the like we were putting videos of it on our instagram stories and uh i got talking to him and he was like man that's so cool you're going to iceland and i was like yeah i don't know i wish it wasn't as long the trip that i'm doing and blah 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 blah, blah. it's kind of annoying and this breakup means that you know it's this long trip that i planned to be the start of a life that i was going to you know be living that is now not the life that i'm going to be living and so now it just feels like a bit of a burden and i said i said that to him i said you know at times it does feel like this trip is like a little bit of a burden and he said look man you know it's pretty cool to be just traveling around the world and doing what you love and uh i don't think anyone ever regretted doing that and i was like you know what man you're fucking right i'm going to iceland to do stand-up comedy I've never been to Iceland. I probably would never have gone to Iceland. But I'm going there to do stand-up. And while I'm there, I'm going to see the fucking penis museum that my friend told me about. <laughs> I want to see... I want to go for a day on, like, the the Monday after all my shows are done and go and see some shit in Iceland. 
How cool is that? How lucky am I to be able to do that? So that was, yeah. And you know what? Canceling this show in Dublin and just making sure that like I'm not doing anything that I really, really, really don't want to do in going to Dublin and just being reminded of the sadness that I feel. That's that's a real weight off my mind. I feel like with that now out of the way, I have much more of an opportunity to just everything I'm doing for the next two and a half months, this is exactly what I want to be doing and this is where I want to be and I want to try and put myself in that kind of headspace and just be grateful. So um, anyway, Saturday after this gig, I go to my friend's party and I'm there and I'm chatting to people and it's nice, I'm feeling good and it's like, you know, it'd be nice if I got laid but like, you know, whatever. It's just nice to be out and meeting people and just doing something social and uh and then they're all like we're, the bar closes that we're at and they're like let's go fucking dancing let's go to yaya's i'm like i'll go to fucking yaya's man that's sick yaya's is so dope if you go to yaya's it's just like a <laughs> i don't know man there's something about a night at yaya's <laughs> such a silly club and uh so we drive to collingwood park the car, get out, go to Yaya's and we're in the line and I'm like, oh fuck, in my rush to not have anything burdening me, I've forgotten that I don't have my ID because my ID is in my backpack and I didn't bring my backpack because I'm going out to to fuck tonight. <laughs> and in my haste to fuck, I forgot to bring my fucking ID so I can't go to any clubs or anything. <laughs> And as soon as I realized, I was just like, you know what? It's not meant to be. It's not tonight. <laughs> I was in the line with my friends and the bouncer came down the line checking IDs. And I was like, hey, man, I forgot my ID. And he was like, yeah, you're not getting in. I was like, all right. <laughs> just fucking said goodbye to my friends. Went to a kebab joint, got a kebab and then just fucking went on. <laughs> and it felt so good, man. What a relief. What a relief to not have to fuck. <laughs> All right, man. What's the uh, what's the photo that I want to put this week? I have a photo for this week's podcast. I have a photo for this week's podcast. The photo for this week will be a photo of. Is it going to be of that? No, I don't. I can't see any good. I could just put of the the receipt of the fucking. When I went to get my pants tailored the other day, that might be the only decent photo. Nah, here we go. It's a photo that I took of sunset out the window of a train and you can kind of see the reflection of the inside of the train while also looking at the sunset. It's a nice photo. It'll probably get all fucked up in Google Deep Dream, but you know what? That's what I do. I Google Deep Dream things and I refuse to change. Thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. As always, if you're liking it, give us some five stars, do all of that shit. And also, by the way, if you're listening to this podcast, go and listen to Still Not Drunk. And if you're liking it, please, very important, five star that. I'd love to get some reviews on that podcast and get people listening to it and knowing about it. All right. You guys rock, man. Thank you very much. This has been Aiden Jones sitting under a tree. Bye-bye.